The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. So let's turn our focus to this story now. And today is International Fetal Alcohol Spectrum Disorder Awareness Day. And we've had different, uh, you know, government bodies, interest groups, civil society organizations really raising awareness and um, informing the public about the dangers of pregnant women drinking uh, while they are pregnant. And to uh, join us for this conversation is Lumka Oliphant, who is the spokesperson for the Department of Social Development. Uh, Lumka, good morning and thank you so much for your time today. Good morning to you, Katie, and also good morning to your listeners and thank you for having us today. Yaku Lowe is the project coordinator at the Foundation for Alcohol-Related Research. Yaku, good morning to you and thank you for your time. Good morning, Cathy. It's a pleasure and good morning to your listeners as well. Uh, Lumka, let me begin with you. You know, the, the, the issue of alcohol fetal syndrome has been on the national radar for quite some time. It's been years since we have seen ongoing campaigns around this issue. What is the state of affairs right now and what are the kind of numbers that we're looking at from the Department of Social Development? Yes, from our side, uh, firstly, let me put it in context so that we can be able to understand the, um, the, the, the department's role in making sure that uh, we have a free uh, South Africa, a free alcohol South Africa. Firstly, we, we are the coordinators of the National Development Plan where we must want to realize um, you know, a society that is free of alcohol abuse. And the triple and, and, and fetal alcohol syndrome forms part of those campaigns where we go out to communities and make sure that uh, uh, we also reduce the burden of disease on, um, on, uh, uh, on, in the country. So we have a campaign called triple nine 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 nine, where the Deputy Minister of Social Development goes throughout the, um, um, the provinces uh, in South Africa to raise awareness and and talk to communities about um, the, the, the issues of fetal alcohol syndrome. So she goes over nine days uh, to the nine provinces where she speaks to everyone. Kathy, to be direct to your question, um, we, 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 people know the dangers of, of drinking while pregnant. And when we are talking to communities, you know, we had such shocking um, and, uh, you know, uh, encounters and, sh- and, and, and shocking stories from communities and why they would want to drink while they are pregnant. And we find that access to alcohol is a problem in the country. There's a lot of access, whether you are on level five lockdown, you know, we heard of a lot of stories uh, of people openly talking about uh, your take it or leave it. You know? So access is a problem in the country where, where, where even women uh, with, um, uh, who are pregnant um, can have access to, to alcohol whenever, wherever. Uh, we were talking to one of the you know, shipping owners and other tavern owners in the areas that we went to, and they say that they don't sell alcohol uh, you know, to, pregnant wo- to, to pregnant women. But the women were saying themselves that, oh, you cannot sell, give it to us, but we'll go to the retail store and buy it. You know, they'll always find way to make, ways to make sure. So we need a lot of behavioral change programs 
programs like uh, the, the 999 campaign, which is championed by the Department of, uh, of Social Development and uh, the Deputy Minister, where we keep on uh, humming and, and also hammering the, 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 the message that if you drink alcohol, your chances of your child, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, being born with disabilities are very high. So we need to still access communities and also just women understanding and also tightening legislation. When I spoke about uh, the issues of access, it means that we need to tighten legislation and make sure that um, this access to alcohol is not as as much as we're having now and also communities assisting us and also those who are in the alcohol industry, you know, not only to say uh, alcohol is not being sold um, for those who are 18 years old and just giving us those messages, assisting us as well, you know, in making sure that um, that people who are pregnant do not consume alcohol. And because it's a personal decision, uh, Kathy, mm-hmm. we need to do those uh, those uh, uh, behavioural uh, uh, change programs in communities everywhere in the country. And 999 campaign is that one of the uh, of the campaigns that we are trying to make sure that we change the behaviour of people and their relationship with alcohol. Yaku, let me come to you and perhaps you can tell us a bit about the research that, that you've done on alcohol fetal, fetal syndrome rather, and, and what you've been able to find out. Well, firstly, from the NGO sector, it's always wonderful to have uh, government do things like the 999 campaign and also you know, uh, work with us in pr- uh, creating awareness around fetal alcohol spectrum disorders and assisting... Um, assisting people in behavior change so that there's no alcohol exposure during pregnancy. So I want to support that strongly. Um, what we've, when we talk about the research that we've done, uh, partly we've highlighted the size of the problem in South Africa. You know, the, um, the prevalence rates are in certain places it can be high, as high as 282 children per thousand born with FASD. So we've highlighted the size of the problem, but the the reality is it's not about the number in your specific area. It's the fact that it's a nationwide problem. We've we've never gone to an area where we've not found high prevalence figures for fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. So that's the one thing that the research tells us. The research strongly tells us that this is a national problem. It's a big problem. The other important thing that I think the research shows is that in addition to behavior change and in addition to it being a personal choice, it's also clear that the partners and the families play a a very big role in alcohol exposure during pregnancy. The research tells us that if a woman uh, is using alcohol during pregnancy, the main people she uses alcohol with is her partner and her family. So that tells us one of the avenues for intervention is to work with the partner and the family and to move away from the idea that it's the mother on her own decision and to have people around her also accept responsibility for supporting her during this time. And and Yaku, does it matter at which point in her pregnancy she might be? So does it matter which trimester she's in? Because, of course, sometimes that has an impact on whether she's already showing in, in terms of the pregnancy. It's an important question that you ask, partly because it highlights the fact that damage can happen even if you do not know you're pregnant. Mm. 
So if you find out pregnant after six weeks, you cannot, and you're just a, a normal alcohol user, you can already have caused damage inadvertently to the fetus. So that means that you must, we support family planning and then uh, not using alcohol even when you start planning a pregnancy. But also if we look at it in terms of biology, there's no time during the, the whole gestational period that there is a, a safe time for using alcohol. The amount of damage and the type of damage may vary between the three trimesters, mm. but you can be assured that in all three trimesters there is definitely risk when you expose the fetus to alcohol. Lumka, let's talk about the Eastern Cape and why the province is a province of, of such high concern when it comes to this um, fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. You know, I would not only just give to the Eastern Cape, hey, because um, as we were, we, were, we were going to the different provinces, every province is, is, is unique in terms of, of, of how they view and the relationships that have with, uh, with alcohol. We are in the Northern Cape where the research also mostly tells us that there is a high number of children who are born with the condition in the Northern Cape because of also the excess of, 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 of alcohol and also in the Western Cape. So um, I, I'm not even sure when we talk about poverty and we say poverty is, is, is a problem here, but uh, you rather buy bread or you, when you have money or you would rather buy alcohol. So I think it is, it, is, it is those campaigns that we need to have and also educate people constantly and regularly and, and on a sustained, uh, you know, campaign so that people hear the messages every day and so that they can be able to have a different relationship with, with alcohol and drink responsibly with alcohol and especially when they are pregnant. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we, like I said before, uh, if we are to win this fight, we, 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 we need to be really uh, aggressive in, in, in the educating of people, in the making sure that legislation is tightened, in making sure that uh, we are all responsible in terms of how do we um, consume alcohol, assistance with the messages, also assistance with making sure that when a woman comes in who is pregnant, how do we deal as well with the, with, with the retailers as well? Because the terminals are saying, on the other hand, they don't sell to alcohol, but there are many other avenues that people can be able to access um, uh, alcohol. Um, and I, I also made an example that even during level five, we knew openly that people were getting access to this thing, uh, to, to, to alcohol. So therefore, it means that we still need to make sure that we, we tighten the legislation and, and minimize the excess. Uh, and I think COVID has also been telling us that uh, we need to to minimize the excess of alcohol. Uh, we see what alcohol is doing in terms of 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 not only fast, but in terms of um, of of hospitals being full because people um, you know get drunk and they and they and they and, and they're violent towards each other. We also see it in the gender-based violence. We see it in the accidents in the in 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 the in, in on our roads. Because of alcohol, the relationship of South Africans with alcohol needs to change and the excess of alcohol to South Africans needs to be looked at. Yaku, in terms of interventions, you know, if people are drinking in settings with their friends, with their loved ones, with, uh, you know, even their partners, 
how does one intervene in situations like that? Well, it's obviously a very complicated question, but there are a few simple things that we must bear in mind. The first one is, when would you be comfortable asking someone for help? And the answer there is, if you're stigmatized, and if you know the person will be aggressive or angry towards you, you will not ask them for help. So the first step when you want to intervene is to be non-judgmental and to not stigmatize the mother who might be uh, using alcohol. So if she knows you're going to be angry and aggressive, she's not going to tell you, listen, I crave, I've, I've got cravings or I have troubles, I've, I struggle to cut down on my alcohol use. But if you're a safe person, she will talk to you about it and then you can assist her and guide her. So that's the first thing, is, is to start looking at mothers with, with care and with, uh, with non-judgmentally. The second thing is that it is a conversation that you need to have. You have to have the facts in hand and explain that there are these risks associated with alcohol during pregnancy. But you must also remember that the context that the mother is in is very important. So if she's the only person who's not uh, using alcohol in a large group of people who are all using alcohol, it becomes much more difficult for her to, um, to not use alcohol because of the pressure, because of no other options. If you're having a party and there is definitely some non-alcoholic drinks available. If there are people who say, well, we're going to join you and we're only going to drink juice tonight, or we're only going to drink uh, alcohol-free cocktails, that kind of support strengthens the mother's resolve and gives her an option to still be social, to still participate, but also to protect the pregnancy. So it, it's a combination of, of giving the mother information giving the mother options, and then also being a safe haven for discussions and for help. Let me quickly take a call from Nikita. You're calling us from Kabecha. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Kathy, and your guests and other listeners. So as it pertains to fetal alcohol spectrum syndrome, I remember 10 years ago, it's about 10 years ago, where a single town in the Northern Cape, if it was in Northwest, that had the highest rate of fetal alcohol syndrome in the world. So clearly we have a, a, a problem with alcohol, even starting from the dog system in the Cape. But what I want to say is this, the level of advertising, advertising of alcohol, how alcohol is being glamorized, mm-hmm. you're seen as being successful, as having fun, if, you, if you're using alcohol. Whether they, I think there should be a possible ban on alcohol of, of, of TV, of TV. And that issue of family support, because we like to stigmatize you hating your child, but the environment in which we are in cannot be conducive for that person to stop using alcohol or, mm-hmm. or their partners or their family and their friends. So we should sit more, and I always say this, social re-engineer our country. What's happening with, with the schools, with, uh, with the TV that is glamorizing alcohol, that is allowing people to be able to use alcohol. I think that's where the solution lies. We have not a piecemeal a campaign, but something that is intergovernmental, intersectorial, Kathy. All right. All right, Nikita. Thanks for the call. Nikita out in Gabecha. It's 11.30. Let me go to Anne Musa with the news, and we'll wrap up with our guests on the other side of the headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday.
We're shining the spotlight on fetal alcohol spectrum disorder and in conversation with me this morning, Lumka Oliphant. She's the spokesperson for the Department of Social Development and Yaku Lowe, who is the project coordinator at the Foundation for Alcohol-Related Research. Lumka, perhaps let me wrap up with you and also get uh, your thoughts. Nikita is saying perhaps banning uh, the advertising of alcohol would be one way of increasing the will of people to resist? Kathy, uh, you would remember some years back we, we tried to have this conversation with the country and all these things uh, were, were brought in and you know that backlash that we received also from um, from the industry, from, from media, from everybody else and I would want to think that this conversation is still a conversation that will still be in the public domain in the, in the near future. We're hoping that as well as as, as as we have seen with how COVID has also assisted us when we regula- when we had regulations uh, around alcohol, the positive impact that that did for us. When we go, Kathy, to uh, to communities, communities are always saying the same thing. What our caller was saying, communities are always saying, take out this alcohol advertising take out this alcohol excess, do everything we can. All the persons are always uh, complaining about um, what alcohol does to their families. And they even contextualize the history that we come from in terms of alcohol use and the destruction of the families, uh, you know, uh, in South Africa. So we, the, 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 the legislation uh, in terms of alcohol is still, uh, you know, something that will, will come back for us to discuss and be able to say what is it that we want to do with um, the regulation of alcohol, considering also other departments, because it's not just only social development, it's the Department of Health, it's DTI, it's education, it's everyone, so that we can be able to have and reach the goal of having an alcohol-free uh, South Africa. All right, Yaku, let me give you the final word here. I just want to say that uh, Nikita is the kind of person that that gives us hope because when we talk about social re-engineering, that's exactly what we need. We need to change our stance towards, uh, and because we're speaking specifically about FASD, we need to change our stance towards drinking and alcohol use during pregnancy in the sense of more uh, compassionate, approaching it in a compassionate way, and we must also change the societal norm that to have fun, you have to have alcohol. We need to change that idea that if you're having a gathering, it's always necessary to have alcohol. Because then we create that environment, uh, as Nikita said, that's conducive to a mother and uh, making healthy uh, behavioral choices. So um, I think that, that that's the essence of what we're saying is be compassionate and be aware of the risks of alcohol use during pregnancy. Thank you both so much for your time this morning and for uh, really weighing in on this conversation.